Welcome to Just Ask Rethinking Development Podcast. We're encouraging you to rethink development and just ask people. So you got your co-hosts here, myself, Brian Wilburn and Greg Jeffrey. And we're excited because today we have a listener question that we are going to get into regarding ideas that donors give you on fundraising. What do we got, Greg? Well, our question today comes from Koji in Dallas, Texas. Which, first of all, I got to say, we got somebody listening to us, Brian, in Dallas, Texas. Do you realize? Wow. Wow. I know. That's another country, Dallas and Texas. Well, it is a republic. Yes. But we're only one border away from being an international podcast. Oh, if we just could cross it. I think we might have a Belgium listener. No, I don't think we do. But nice. Well, well what did he... What's I his... want to put it on the resume. Okay. So, Koji asks... Hi. I currently work for one of the universities uh, in Dallas, and I listen to your podcast, Just Ask. Great content. Hmm. hmm. I have a question. How do you cordially say no to a donor who has a good idea, a good idea, but it's currently not a top priority for the organization? I don't want to lose their own giving momentum. Brian, how would you go about handling that situation? I follow the rule of the penguins of Madagascar. Smile and wave, boys. Smile and wave. You know, <laughs> just just nod. Yes, yes, I love it. No, you don't actually want to do that um, because you could uh, make them believe that you're... <laughs> Greg's giving me a... Well, it's, it's, it, there's such a generational disparity. All the, the cultural <laughs> references that you use, it's like... Uh, Penguins are mad at where just, the hell is this guy coming give, from? Give it, give us some votes out there, guys. You guys know what I'm talking about. So anyway, um, yeah, it's this stupid kids movie and these penguins. You know, they're like, "What do we do now?" Because they caught them trying to break out of the zoo, and they're like, "Smile and wave, boys." So you don't want to do that though, because uh, you might affirm them into thinking or mislead them into thinking that you care about their opinion, and that could blow up in your face. It's it's kind but of, you do care about your opinion. It's just I, that the idea is time yes, hasn't exactly. come yet. Sorry, let me rephrase that. Or yeah, that you're affirming that you will do it. Do what that's they ask. right. Okay, yeah, that's there we go. Because you do you care. I mean, obviously, that's why you know Koji, you're battling with this is because you actually care about this donor. You care about their feedback, and I mean, they obviously said it because they want to make the organization better. So that's awesome. You have involvement. Somebody wants to to help out. Um, I think just being straight, straight is always the best way you can end any romantic comedy of the nineties and eighties. If you would just be honest in the start and not lead somebody on. Right. It's, and in this case, it could be as simple as saying, um, great idea, but we're currently working on X, Y, and Z and we don't have the resources. We don't have the manpower to take on another project. Yeah. That's a great way to answer it, to say, I like it. But it's yeah, we can't focus on it right now. And if they say, well, why not? You know, you might have to talk a little about that. Here's the thing. It might also lead to more support because sometimes, for instance, let's just, you know, give an analogy here of um, I know sometimes there's uh, I've talked to uh, people that want to fund a certain thing in a church. And you're like, well, that's not really on the plan. But if they say, well, I would will give the money to make it happen, then that is now another you know possible gift that you might have to help make something happen. Okay. So that's how to say no to a donor who has a good idea. Right, straighten it. Let's expand the question then. Koji didn't So what do you got? Well, I've got another one. How do you deal with dumb fundraising ideas that Uh, people throw out development directors? You get the the fun one, though. Okay, go ahead. Well, I'll tell you. First of all, I I think it's important to realize that there's no dumb ideas. There's only dumb people. (laughs) 
Wait, well, now wait a minute, Greg. That's did I say the, that right? No, <laughs> no, I did say that right. Oh, okay. Go ahead. But even yeah. dumb people are offering you ideas because they care, right? It's it's probably an idea that's that is a dumb idea, but they're offering it because they saw it work somewhere else. Yeah, or they're just I, delusional dumb. about fundraising. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. But my first piece of advice would be, number one, to have the humility to hear them out. I'll give you an example. So I'm working at a parish in Phoenix, and we're, it's 50% of the people don't speak English. They're, they're straight, from, straight from Mexico. Yep. And so we're trying to raise $1.4 million for renovations. And somebody comes up with the idea of doing like an enchilada sale on a Sunday. And if I were to say no right off the bat, because I know we're going to raise $1.4 million from enchiladas, yeah. you know, I, um, I wouldn't have been their friend anymore, right? I wouldn't have gotten very far. How dare you turn down my enchiladas? Well, it's that. The, the point is they went ahead with their enchilada uh, um, meal, right? Their, their, their sales of the enchiladas, and they probably made you know, maybe even ten grand on the deal. So it wasn't insignificant, but it didn't get us to $1.4 million either, right? But the fact that the fact that I embraced their idea, um, and um, but I, I embraced the idea in a way that caused them to think deeper about it. So when somebody comes to me and says, "Well, we want to sell this or we sell that," you know, I don't immediately dismiss it. Although I would like to, because my first reaction is, "Come on, people, have you done the math?" Mm-hmm. Instead, what I say is, um, "You know, let's um, um, walk me through that idea. Walk me through the numbers on that idea." You know, you want to sell pizzas. Ah, you want, you know, give me you, the numbers. You get, let, let's walk through the numbers. You want to sell pizzas or you want to do a car wash or this or that, you know. How many pizzas would we have to sell at what price? What would the net, uh, you know, how much manpower sure. would we have to have? And then, and I think in, 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 in wa- helping them walk through it, what I saw in this parish in Phoenix was because I didn't impose an idea upon them, I just gave them the reality of trying to reach $1.4 million, then they themselves were put in a place where when I came back and suggested an Anglo version of giving, which is a $25 a month payment plan for 60 months. Sure. All of a sudden they rubbed the chin and said, yeah, you know what? Looks like we're going to have to do something like that. And so everybody was telling me, you know, you can't get the Hispanic community, especially the, fir- especially the first generation Hispanic community, mm-hmm. to think along the, uh, the terms of pledging. That's not true. What's true is that they had to do the math themselves, right? Mm-hmm. And so in my respect for their enchilada sales, it led to a conversation about the mathematics involved in getting to $1.4 million. And that's why this particular parish in, in Phoenix did so much better than all the other parishes that were, I mean, I think, that, that were wrapped up in this giant diocesan capital yeah. campaign. So um, so I just say, yeah, walk me through the numbers, then look at the, the net potential versus the time commitment, including the volunteers. Um, the other thing I try to do is make a distinction between new dumb ideas and very, very well-established dumb ideas. Mm. Okay, So let me give you one example of a well-established idea, and that is the KFC raffle in this morning's mail. Oh, no. Oh, you know, here, here's the thing. Let me Shots are going to get fired here, people. Yeah, well, I might get fired. I'm a member of the Knights of Columbus. I'm a fourth degree. I love the Knights. Great organization. They do extraordinary work. But every year I get a, a letter in the mail asking me both, because I'm a third degree and a fourth degree, both, I get hit up for raffles mm-hmm. twice. Okay, so um, 
The proceeds from this year's fundraiser will promote vocations within the state of North Dakota. Okay, I'm all on board with that. Um, and it'll support for years to come as we only distribute the interest from the foundation each year. So let's walk through the numbers on this. If I sell my 10 tickets at five bucks a piece, that's $50 that I'm sending them. Mm-hmm. That $50 one year from now, if it generates $5, $5, that's a 10% return on investment. Oh yeah. I'm thinking way too high. Yeah. It, it, if it returns say 4%, what's that? Two bucks? Two bucks. Yeah. So that and 50 more cents and that seminarian can now go buy a Coke at Casey's, right? Yes. My point is, can you imagine, this is what just drives me crazy, is can you imagine how much human effort is going into selling raffle tickets for five bucks? all the raffles, all the things. And it's not just, I mean, if if that total $50 was going for a scholarship today and they were selling, you know, tens of thousands of dollars worth of tickets, which they presumably are because it's the entire state of North Dakota, there's thousands of guys out selling raffle tickets, Right. I mean, I don't know, I, I never get a report as as to the total dollars raised, but I do know that the total amount given away is probably close to, well, it's 24000 in cash prices, and there's five guns in there, so whatever that value is. So they gotta be they got to be pulling in some serious cash. But my point is this, all of that human effort, all of those dollars that are being endowed, let's assume that at the end of the day, after paying for all their prize expenses, they're able to endow another $100,000. That's not chump change, right? Right. But if they took that same $100,000 and hired a development director, a plan-giving officer, right. to go talk to all those Knights of Columbus... How much more would they have? Oh, well, it, would be, it would be a multiple of 20 or 30 or 50. Yeah. It gets, it's just the way we think, though. It just drives me crazy. I mean, a fast thing on that, I think at the heart of all of those kind of bad, dumb ideas are this one thing, and that is... Anything people can do to avoid the face-to-face asking someone else to donate money and support, they will do all kinds of dumb things just to avoid that very that mm-hmm. very exercise. But that is the best way you're going to raise money. But we will do anything to not do that. Um, and then uh, to the idea of your point, Greg, I mean, basically what it seems like it's getting at is you have to respect the person who, you know, show them respect, even if it's a dumb idea. Um, you don't have to go with the idea. You just gave them the facts and they made their, the right decision. But um, I, I do know when you show respect, that's going to pay back in dividends because we had a bad idea. Do a spaghetti dinner. And we knew it's probably not going to raise a lot of money, but it made that person, uh, we respected them and let them run with it. I mean, they put the effort in, but what it did is they were more involved and bought into what was going on and we respected them. So the day came years later when they referred somebody, and I don't know that if they would have done that if they if we hadn't you know if we'd have just said your idea is terrible and and sent mm-hmm. them packing. Well, they referred that person, and that person ended up becoming elite donor on our thirty seven million dollar project. Right. So you know, I use the word dumb kind of tongue in cheek. You know, of course, yeah. yeah. You know, there are there are just I I what I what I truly feel is there are some ideas that are more effective than others. Totally. Right, right. Great points, Greg. So. And Grinks, uh, appreciate the question from Koji and uh, keep them coming, guys. Yeah, maybe one day we'll make it across the border and we'll have an international podcast. <laughs> we can dream. Thanks, guys. Cheers.